Hello and welcome to an episode of Case Champion Conversations, a knowledge mobilization initiative showcasing case studies written by McEwen professors and interviews with their community partners, and in this case, students. Case studies are real business problems brought into the classroom to help students apply their academic studies to professional practice and explore how they might solve a similar problem in the future. These conversations are part of McEwen's 50th anniversary celebration and illustrate one way we achieve teaching greatness through scholarship and teaching that is grounded, relevant, trend-setting, and in the mix. I'm Brittany Eklund, and with me here is Professor Dr. Teresa Chica-James and students Gabriella Amesbury and Robin Starko. Dr. Teresa Chica-James is an Assistant Professor of Management and Organizational Behavior at McEwen University School of Business. She is certified as an Associate Fellow of the UK Higher Education Academy and a member of the British Academy of Management, Administrative Sciences Association of Canada, and the Association of Change Management Professionals. Ms. Robin Starko is a fourth-year Bachelor of Commerce student at McEwen University, majoring in management. She's completed several management courses and engaged in setting up Scrunchies for Scruffy, a small business she started in 2019. Ms. Gabriella Amesbury is completing her Bachelor of Commerce degree at McEwen University with a major in Human Resources Management. She's completed several HR courses, and she also set up Sizzle Bath Bombs, a small business she also started in 2019 as part of the same course. Today we're talking about the case Thelma Cross Olden Foundation. Dr. Chica James, please start us off by summarizing the case, and then you can put your questions to Ms. Starko and Ms. Amesbury. Thank you. So the Thelma Cross Odin Foundation case, re-examining a measure proposition, is a business case study written by myself, Dr. Chika James, and Belinda Panganibam. The case is about a real non-profit organization in Canada that catered for the needs of mainly immigrant women. So they provide support services to women who migrate into Canada as newcomers or as citizens to settle and integrate into the Canadian society providing information on bicultural, parenting, financial and legal system of Canada. And similar to other non-profit organizations in Canada, they really, you know, rely mainly on public funds to continue operations and offer settlement services. So like every other organization, management always has issues to deal with. And in this particular case, there was a lot of focus on creating new programs for immigrant women, taking into consideration um, you know, what they need, but um, they did not take into consideration the competencies of their staff. So they did not look at resources available and um, a lot of things went, you know, into a different direction. So focusing on creating these new programs to gain funding approval from private funders led to overburden on some of the volunteers that um, work in the nonprofit organization and an internal audit also showed that there was poor oversight on lease agreements leading to a pileup of debts. So typically with most organizations, you know, they want to change the team. And so they had a lot of management, you know, that changed within two years to deal with the issue of debts that they owed and poor reputation it caused them uh, in the eyes of their main funders, the Canadian government. So they eventually, after having that turnover, they got in a new CEO to resolve the dilemma. And one of the conditions that the government obviously gave to this um, new CEO and the management board was to partner with a larger non-profit organization, a more global non-profit organization to 
get that funds and of course build the reputation. So they, they relied more on this large organization. So they wanted them to merge with them. But the conditions of the merger agreement was not very favorable to this other um, organization, so with the Telma Cross Foundation. So one of the conditions was that they will merge and form a new network. And as a result of that, they will lose their name, they will lose their logo, and they will lose their charity license. So it's a tough decision to make as a new CEO. So I decided to write this case after having a conversation with the protagonist to put students in that position and also learn from it uh, in terms of managing change. So what will be their own approach to resolving the issues? So it's a very interesting case that's been written to give them that practical real world experience and using a Canadian context where we interact with our community partners and bringing those experiences into the classroom. So that's a bit of a summary of the, the case. And I will now start with some of my questions for students. And it's interesting to note that uh, Ms. Stacko and Ms. Amisbury, they recently completed the Managing Change course via an online asynchronous formats using the case study. So um, I'm going to start up with the question, what are your perspectives of learning a case study using a Canadian context? So I don't know if um, Amisbury, if you want to share your perspective, what do you think about it? Sure, yeah. Um, I think using the Canadian context uh, for the business case studies was um, really helpful for students, especially because um, going into the workplace uh, in Canada, you're going to face situations that are probably simil similar to um, case studies. Um, the situations you'd face in a case study that's in the Canadian business context. But the disadvantage I found of using a case study that focused mainly on the Canadian business context was that um, with globalization and working internationally, most organizations need their employees to be able to understand the um, internal ex and external factors that affect organizations, not just in Canada, but mm -hmm. in different countries. And that may not be the same everywhere. So the um, decisions that you come to using a case study um, in a Canadian business context may not be useful for case studies elsewhere. Mm -hmm. And what's your thoughts on it, uh, Ms. Stacko? Yeah, I agree. Um, it's definitely beneficial to use a Canadian context because our learning is sort of tailored to a Canadian context. Mm -hmm. The textbooks that we use, for example, are usually written in that Canadian perspective. So the theories that we learn um, will be most applicable. But also, like she said, um, going into the business world, we're not only going to be interacting with businesses in that Canadian context, mm -hmm. we're going to be interacting with businesses internationally. Um, we'll be working with coworkers who have international perspectives. So it would be nice to have um, some experience with those contexts. But then again, if the professor um, teaching the case is not familiar with that mm -hmm. um, country, um, and their like culture and their business culture and what kind of laws are applicable there and what's acceptable there and what not. They might not be able to give you feedback that is even relevant to an international case. So there are different things to take yeah. into perspective. So, and account. so very good points in the fact that, yes, there's some benefits to it 
when we're using a Canadian context because most of the textbooks talk about the theory so you can use that and apply it when you work in organizations within Canada and of course you want you know other case studies that would look at outside Canada it's interesting to know that some professors also do case studies in McEwen University that are not just within Canada but also they bring in that global context so having a case having that diversity in it will also enhance your learning. Now, going to this particular case, looking at change management, um, what are your learning? What did you learn from the case? I know we applied it in the class. What did you learn? Sorry. That's um, okay. I think really with this case, I used cases before that were smaller on the smaller scale. So this one, which had so many factors to focus on, I just realized that a lot of the time when you're focusing on organizational change, you can't really please everybody. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you have to make decisions that might not um, be approved, for example, by the executives. In this case, that was something that I realized, like, they're probably not going to be happy because the merger um, is pretty much essential to the survival of the um, organization in this case. Okay, so um, for yourself, Stacker, what did you learn from it? Did you learn more about change management taking the case study? Uh, yeah, I definitely learned a lot about case management. It really showed me that I think a lot of um, change management isn't necessarily deciding what change to implement. Like in this case, I don't think they really had a choice if they wanted to save the organization their only option was to merge, um, but it's more about getting people on board and trying to remove that resistance to change um, because, yeah, they didn't really have much choice in what they would do, um, but it was just trying to take in the perspectives of the volunteers and employees there, understand why they don't want this change and how you can like ease their nervousness and anxieties about through going through the change um, and just kind of how to get people on board. Mm -hmm. um, to add on to that, uh, just alleviating the um, anxieties of the people working in the organization, the executives regarding the merger. I think I also learned that it's not there's not one way to help everybody with their worries about it. It has to be more individualized. Okay, so, you know, sometimes, you know, um, there are some professors probably don't use the business case. So using this case, these are what, this is what you learned from it. So in terms of dealing with people individually and in terms of, you know, meeting them at their point in need and knowing that sometimes even what people want may not be the solution to it. So it's how to sort of resolve that resistance. So my next question to you is, Based on your knowledge on, you know, the courses you take in and the business case study that you have learned with, imagine yourself, you know, being in that chief executive officer position in a non-profit organization. What are the important aspects would you focus on if you're given that opportunity? Um, if I can start with you, Ms. Amensbury. Um, I think definitely, especially looking at this case study to answer that question, um, external factors like the environment you're working in with your organization that's something I definitely focus on catering to mm -hmm. if I were in that position um but also like Robin said um just focusing on like who's in the organization and how you can kind of like work with them and make the organization uh fit their needs too you know Hmm. What are the first things that the most important things you really look into if you're given the opportunity as a chief executive officer 
leading a nonprofit organization from the knowledge you have gained? Obviously, every scenario is different, but for this particular case and scenario, um, my group had identified that they needed a lot of training. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of these people had stepped into these roles as volunteers with no experience. So even though it's easiest for us to think, how could it like get to this point? Um, They did not have the knowledge that we do. So providing them training, Mm -hmm. making that a condition, for example, of Emerge, that these people are provided with training, getting to know them on a personal level so that you can identify why they're afraid of the change or what they think they that could be done better. A lot of times, like stepping in as an outsider, um, you don't have so much knowledge of like the internal workings of the organization. So if you have time, meet with the people at all levels of the organization, take in their perspectives, continuously mm-hmm. take in their perspectives, um, meet with them, offer surveys to get their opinions. Um, and I think that would help stepping awesome. into that role. And this is the people side of change where you have to learn and understand with people. And those are some of the things you know you learn from you know, McEwen University, taking these courses and of course, um, trying to get on real hands experience with learning. So um, my other question is now looking at other students, you know, they're coming into McEwen University, they're going to take this course. I know you mentioned group, there's a bit of a group aspect to it. Um, What are your advice to other students that come in and take a course and change management or any management course that will offer a business case study? What's your advice to them, Ms. Amisbury? I think especially with most learning being asynchronously Mm -hmm. uh, at the moment, if you're coming into university and you're taking courses in change management, it's good to have, um, personally, I find the support system Mm -hmm. when you're working asynchronously. Um, And yeah, just have students who kind of can help motivate you in your work. That's really important. Awesome. What about yourself, Ms. Thakko? Um, Yeah, I think my biggest piece of advice would be give yourself time to complete the case. Um, You need to definitely read it over a couple of times to get a really good grasp on what is going on, especially if you're not familiar with that industry. Mm -hmm. Like for me, I didn't really know much about nonprofits, where they can get their funding from, what kind of options are even viable. Um, So you really need to give yourself time um, and don't be afraid in your group to be open to sharing your ideas. It's scary, um, but... Um, that's the best way to learn from other people's perspectives and to see the case from a different angle is to share ideas. So be open to sharing and give yourself adequate time. Awesome. Thank you for that. And just following up with your question in terms of building that support network, I'm just wondering, how do students build that support network? I think uh, maybe finding students that are in your same class and can I kind of understand what you're going through, especially with the specific class, maybe what is required of you by it, um, or just looking to other students at the school, maybe people you know, mm-hmm. other students in general, even outside of McEwen, um, just having people who you can talk to about it. I think it's good because learning asynchronously can be a very isolating experience, I've found, yeah, good if you point. don't have that. Yeah, yeah. so... Yes, having those sort of um, connections, you know, I know sometimes we have these discussion forums where you can discuss together, mm-hmm. so that would be really great. So um, the last question, the very last question now is going to community partners. So we have a lot of people that will be listening to this podcast from Canada, Asia, Europe, and uh, the rest of the world. What are your comments to community partners in partnering with uh, McEwen University professors in writing business case studies? 
Um, I think I would just tell them like there's no shame in reaching out and admitting that there's something that you need help with within the organization. Um, and it's a good opportunity to get a lot of unique perspectives. Like each class has usually like 40 plus students. Mm. And so in each group, even like every group is probably going to give you a bunch of different suggestions or solutions. So you'll get a lot of perspectives um, easily. And I think that's just a benefit. Like, don't be afraid to reach out um, to utilize this kind of help. Thank you. All the information has been helpful to Ms. Robin Stackham, Ms. Gabriel Amishbury for taking the time today to discuss your perspectives of business case studies written by McEwen University professors in collaboration with our Canadian community members. Thank you very much. This has been an episode of Case Champion Conversations. Support for the conversation is provided by McEwen University's 50th Anniversary Celebration Committee, the School of Business, and the Faculty of Fine Arts and Communications. Case Champion Conversations are created by William Way, Mike Annette, Markarand Gulawani, Teresa Chica-James, Claire Dang, and Victor Billadeau. This episode is hosted and produced by Brittany Eklund and recorded and edited by Dylan Cave. Executive producer is Ray Bree.